This podcast is made possible by supporters like you. Mahalo. And by Atlas Insurance Agency, Hawaii's largest professional agency, helping Hawaii navigate insurance solutions since 1929. More at atlasinsurance.com. Hello, my kako. Welcome to a new episode of What School You Went, where we start every conversation with that question. I'm Ron Mizutani, and today we're going to be talking about our beloved Aloha shirt. Now, according to historians, and this, this kind of goes all over the place sometimes, but the first Aloha shirt first appeared in Hawaii in the 1920s or even the 1930s when local Japanese women used their kimono fabric to make men's shirts. By 1940, Aloha shirts were bringing in more than $11 million annually, if you figure in today's costs. You know, one reason men turned to Aloha shirts is because the rich and famous, as Robin Leach would say, uh, wore it, including Elvis Presley, President Richard Nixon, I'm not a crook, uh, Bing Crosby, and of course, three-time Olympic swimming champion and surfing pioneer Duke Kahanamoku. Today, there are hundreds of brands of Aloha shirts, including one from Hilo on Hawaii Island. The Sig Zane label has become an iconic Aloha wear brand recognized throughout the world for its authentic aesthetic and contemporary style. I want to welcome Kuhao Zane to the program. Kuhao is the director of let's keep, help me help me out here, brother. Creative director. Creative yeah. director. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you got to look at your business card, but you are the creative director yeah. uh, of uh, Sig Zane Designs. Hello, Kuhao. Welcome. It's a lot more than just that, but you know, yeah, yeah. we'll Whatever just take down for says. today. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before we get started, what school you went? I went to Hilo High School. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that have asked me if I've went to other institutions, but no, I, <laughs> I'm a proud product of public schools. So. You, so you're a Viking. Yes, I'm a Viking, correct. You know, uh, Hilo High, tremendous amount of great athletes have come out of there. Yeah. 2000 was, was what, Madeiras? Who, who was 2000, the... well, I'll, let's just say this. 2000, I believe that we took basketball state, yes, you did. football state, and then I think we came in second for soccer. Yeah, you guys had an yeah. outstanding year in 2000. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, let's let's go first to your family business, and then I want to dive back into history a little bit. But your your dad, yep. Sig Zane, uh, long time surfer, fisherman, waterman, hula, yep. uh, dancer, artist, cultural exponent, everything. Uh, reflections on his life really ended up in each of his designs. You know, uh, and of course, hula being a huge part of who you are as well. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about when he said. Okay, back in 85, him and mom said, we're going to do this. They opened the doors to Sig Zane Designs. And then you came along, and you were in the business, if you will. Yep. What was that like? Um, well, I, I think, so I'll roll it back a little yeah. bit. I, and I think it's important um, because it's it's an interesting story, and I've, t- I've told this story a few times previously. But um, basically, my dad came to, he moved to Hawaii Island to do real estate. And so that was his initial thing because he was doing real estate here and he was flipping houses. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was something like my grandpa, my gungung, told him like, hey, you know, maybe you should go to Hawaii Island and see if there are any opportunities over there. But at the same time, you can go to college. So he's going to college. And um, while he's in college, he gets invited to this party down in Kilka at Pui Bay. And first of all, I was like, oh, dad, you just rolled up to Pui Bay. Guaranteed back in the day. It was just all Hawaiians over there. <laughs> anyway, so rolls up to the party and he um, is standing in line. And 
at the, in the food line, and uh, Halal goes up and dances, and he sees our style of hula ha'al for the first time, you know, because previous to that, Waikiki was all he knew. Uh, and so, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. There's this joyous uh, auntie that was serving the poi, and she's, you know, you can... Yeah, <laughs> and she just kind of starts out a conversation with my dad and just is saying, oh, you know, where are you from? You know, kind of very similar to this, actually. And he just kind of explains his story, but she's like, you know what? You should come up to the college and you, sh- you should come dance. And so he starts to dance hula um, under Edith, that the lady at the bowl was my grandma, Edith, on my mom's side, and ends up um, dancing hula and while he's learning the hula, like the actual active movements of hula, he's also learning the associated arts like lay making mm-hmm. and the specific plants that are important to our hula altar too. While he was dancing hula, um, I guess my mom walked into the hello and he just like looked at her and was like, whoa, who's this titta? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as he was trying to court, <laughs> court my mom, um, he stopped real estate and he kind of used up all of his savings already. So he didn't have any money. And so he screen printed pareos and he was trying to screen print pareos as his gift to my mom. And that was kind of like the birth of Sig wow. Design. So he gifted it to my mom. And of course, when my mom shows up to Hula in this pareo and everybody else is there and they're asking, oh, not Lani, wait, where you got this pareo? And she's like, oh, that, that pocket in the third row. But, uh, <laughs> Um, and so that's kind of the start of that's their love story exactly wow. and so, okay so we're going back when when dad met Edith yep. by the way yep. Edith Kanaka Ole correct, correct. Uh, you yep. know one of the most revered and, and, and respected hula yep. uh, in in history of Hawaii yep. did he know the significance of this wahine you know I, I don't think so yeah. I don't think so my dad has that gift of timing where he's just in the right place and the right time and so I think he just ran into her and that's how it ended up mm-hmm. but um yeah just to finish it off basically they said okay so if aloha shirts are important to hawaii and these plants are integral to hula why aren't these plants being displayed on this aloha shirt and so that's where he started to do artwork of these native um flowers these native plants that are important uh and he started to depict them on aloha shirts so that was kind of like his transition over into aloha shirts and his own take on it you know, interesting you said that because back in, uh, you know, when, when the bombing of Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. in 1941, uh, you know, a lot of the businesses that were doing Aloha shirts, and you you, you probably know this, but they stopped. Yep. They stopped their productions, if you will, and focused on war, yep. obviously. Uh, but when they returned, uh, some of the Japanese prints, you know, the, the cherry blossoms, yep. and they weren't as popular, obviously, because of our strained relations with Japan. So they oh, were starting to do different things with Hawaiian yeah. prints. Now, floral mm-hmm. flowers of our of our of our of our home wasn't a part of that. So Dad really found a niche. Yeah, I, well, I would think, right? Yeah, no, he found a niche, and I think the thing the thing about um, Hilo is it, it's an old Japanese town. You know, um, my mom grew up; she thought she was Japanese, <laughs> <laughs> full on Kanak. But. Um, I think that we have a respect and regard for Japanese aesthetic and culture, and it's literally embedded into the the veins of Hilo. Yes. And so I think that that is still a part of it. Sure. But at the same time, I think I, I didn't I didn't realize that about you know bombing of Pearl Harbor and the strained relations that that may have played 
right into my again my dad's timing and where he wanted to create this artwork and he maybe you know took some of his influences mm -hmm. and and created his own aesthetic like you have shinmachi you have all all the strong ties of, yeah. of japan in in hilo you're yeah. absolutely correct you know one of the things maybe folks don't know um and i i had only read about this uh, pretty recently Kuhao, is that you know you went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and that's a, a really esteemed art design college in Los Angeles. Was that your intent to learn more about the, the uh, professional side of the industry? What what, what drew you to LA? Um, well, to be quite honest, I was pretty terrible in high school. I <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I should have graduated like two years. You were later. misunderstood, <laughs> Kuala, right? right? That's <laughs> what we I always an, say. I wasn't an attentive learner. Okay. Uh, but I think um, for I thought me, you were going to say you weren't in attendance. <laughs> <laughs> I was in attendance, was which attendance. is the okay. worst part. Which is the worst part. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I think that uh, for me, I didn't. school wasn't applicable to me. And yeah. so I, I wasn't really paying attention in any class. But if you, you know, told me I could sell a t-shirt for $18 or $20, I was like, oh, I can learn math real quick. And so I think that applied learning technique was just just easier for my brain to pick up at the time. So I actually started to do graphic design in 10th grade. I learned from my dad's uh, partner at the time, Punavai Rice. And so he taught me how to do graphic design. And from there, I kind of turned that into, oh, I wouldn't mind starting my own t-shirt brand. And this is way before the internet even. So like, I still have to like call the printers and be like, hey, can you print my art? So taking those to school and kind of starting off that that design side of my career, if you should say, um, was was integral for me to get into the Fashion Institute. And so my grades weren't good enough to get me into the college. And my mom was, you know, was friendlyly um, pressuring me. <laughs> but um, That's what parents do. Yeah. yeah. And so... Since I had a resume, a two-year resume of doing design work already, they allowed me to attend the school. So I would say, yes, it was my intent to go and learn more about the professional side. But on the second hand, I think was the only option I had. <laughs> well, you have thrived since, my friend. And and uh, the Aloha shirt is uh, – I'm wearing one today. Yeah. Of course, it's not one of yours. No. <clears throat> Tell Dad I, I could hook me up. I'd be great. <laughs> Double XL, by the way. Um, you work on that. Uh, but no, seriously, there's so many brands out there. How, how do you compete? How do you stay rev, rev, relevant yeah. um, to the to the ever evolving industry? Yeah, no, no, that's a that's a great question. How do you stay relevant? And I think that that's something that there there is no one answer to. Right, it, it's an evolving answer. And I have these discussions with um, some of my team and then as well as with my dad. My dad is more one way; he just yells at me. Um, but I think that. To me, I'm seeing the Aloha shirt, and of course, I'm being biased here, but I'm seeing it evolve into a vehicle yeah. uh, for for our cultural narrative. It's more about it's less about being relevant. I think it's more about how do we create experiences that we can share with our customers. Yeah, yeah. well said, well said. Because you know, some people like the retro look. Yeah. Some people like it loud. Yeah. You know, and some people like it just kind of cash yeah. and, and untucked. Tucked in. I yeah. mean, there's a whole so many questions. There's so yeah. many ways yeah. to deal with that. Uh, I, I got so many stories about Lois shirts, but I can tell you, uh, it's it's been a, a huge part of my life for entire professional career. Yeah. And it was because of a Bank of a executive who allowed his team back in the '60s to wear Aloha shirts on Fridays yeah. that we got Aloha Friday. 
You know, and today that's a huge, I mean, huge selling point for businesses, yeah. is yeah. it not? Totally. We're only open on Fridays. Yeah. I mean, our, our Chinatown yeah. spot, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and credit to that bank executive for seeing the vision in that. Um, you know, back at KHON, we used to wear Friday. Uh, the anchors used to wear Aloha shirts on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during the Gulf War that Joel Moore decided he was not going to wear Aloha shirts on Friday. Because it was an intense time for the American. Yeah. Yeah. And so he decided, he told me one night, because I was at Friday, I did the sports with him. <clears throat> I'm going to wear my suit on Fridays, uh, just letting you know. And I said, well, I'm still going to wear my Aloha shirt because that's me. Yeah. And he said, hey, whatever you do. Um, and so if you watch sportscasts even after that, everybody continued to wear Aloha shirts yeah. on Friday. Joe did not. Yeah. And that was his choice, you yeah. know, and that's cool. Um, but, you know, people feel very, very strong about Aloha shirts, even yeah. in downtown. Yeah. You can show up at a meeting, you can be a, an attorney and wearing your Aloha shirt and, and you're not considered non-professional. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think for me, especially in these unprecedented times, uh, we're seeing such um, important decisions have to be having to be made and you know the funniest thing is they're having to be made in aloha shirts and so whenever this um important decision comes up and the press press is there i'm not gonna lie sometimes if it's a bad one i'm like oh please don't wear a 16 please don't wear a 16 (laughs) and so one time i was in a room with bubba from manaola too and then he was uh, they're wearing a manaola it's on you that's on you brother it's on you guys but, hey, um, yeah, that's funny. That's yeah, it's funny. interesting. So I think ideally we want to uh, we want it to be in your toolbox for success. Yes. But at the same time, I think that there are delicate times sure. where you should be um, thinking about what kind of aloha shirt you're going to wear. Yeah. By the way, with uh, full transparency, this is an audio podcast. I think I'm wearing a Tommy Bahama, but I don't know. So and I'm wearing like a T-shirt on this aloha shirt <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you, you, um, that's funny. That's a good story. You know, even Gucci gets involved yeah. in Aloha shirts, right? Yeah. I mean, they're 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 trying to take it to different heights as well. You know, so they see the value in this yeah, in this totally. product. I mean, this is not something that's just a, a throwaway. This has yeah. been years, yep. you know, decades, Correct. if you will. Totally. Yeah. And I think um, they can't help it because Hawaii is such a um, is such a strong presence brand wise, and I think we have so many ties to lifestyle mm-hmm. that. Um, go so easily with the beautiful visuals and aesthetics that we have here mm-hmm. in, in Hawaii. And I'm talking about the environment. Um, so I think that the Aloha shirt has um, built itself as an integral stream of this branding. And I think a lot of people like to borrow that some of that presence, you know, and which is perfect. It's great. And I think that that also speaks, which I might as well just roll right into it, but it speaks to cultural appropriation as well and the usage of the artwork um, for the value that it can bring economically yeah, and not necessarily focusing on the value that you can bring back to this community um, in more of a foundational way. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of people, especially with internet, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to name anybody in specific. I think that there's a lot of opportunity to be able to use visuals for that economic engine. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe just the proper question to to ask yourself while you're doing that is, how can I contribute back to the community mm-hmm. that created this presence or created this brand? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. 
just put that out there. It, no, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a good message because yeah. you got to take care of the aina, you got to yeah. take care of the kai, makai, um, and, and it's your responsibility that you are, you are expressing right now yeah. as, a young, uh, uh, as a young professional in this world that um, is evolving. There's, re- there's responsibility. Uh, you know, I would be remiss not to talk about, you know, Dale Hope, who's, who, who really has, Legend. He's, yeah. he's, he's an icon in the business of Aloha Shirts, uh, Manuhi Ali'i, all, yeah. those, all those big names who really set the foundation for young, fresh-minded, innovative people like you. Where do you see uh, Sig Zane designs in the future? You know, I think, um, okay, so... One time I was working in the store and uh, a customer came in and it was just one random day that I was actually in Hilo on the floor. In Hilo. Hilo, okay. And he came in and he was wearing one of our Aloha shirts and uh, he said, he, he said hello and I started talking, started with him. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm half pocket, so I, I wanted to capitalize on the sale. And so I told him, hey, nice Aloha shirt. And I asked, I asked him, like, do you know the story behind that print? Uh, he hesitated for a little bit, turned, looked down, and looked back at me, and he was like, "Yeah, actually, this print is called Uluvehi Kelkaha, and it's a ulu tree that was gifted to Kuhao on his first birthday. And then him and his dad got together, and they planted, and they put the peak." And I was like, blown away. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, this guy memorized the story." Wow. And so I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy." Obviously, he didn't know who he was talking to. <laughs> it was fine, yeah. uh, but. I was like, oh, wow, people actually memorize the story. And then he came back to me a little bit after that, and he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I just had a son, and I planted his pico underneath an ulu tree. Wow. Okay, so this dude wasn't from, he obviously wasn't from Hawaii. He probably just recently moved here. And that stood out to me, and I had the epiphany that if we can share our artwork and also embed the right cultural narratives within the artwork and within the Aloha shirt, then I feel like we can build a respect and regard for our cultural perspectives Understood. and for this place that we call home, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so that as a catalyst to where Sig Zane is going in the future is how do we use this medium of design, mm-hmm. of art, and of storytelling to be able to build that regard and eventually, ideally, build reciprocity of place. Wow, that's beautiful, Kuo. Uh, in, the, in the paddling world, our, our coach would say, ekope, right, to reach. Yeah. Um, you guys are reaching far, far, far more than, than anybody probably is in the industry as far as understanding the responsibility that comes with these prints that we wear on our bodies. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to say that no, from no. a pedestal either. No, no, uh, not, know, at all. not at all. It's Deep from respect. things yeah. that I've been learning sure. because I do a project and maybe maybe somebody calls me out and I need to learn how to iterate and evolve from that to have a little bit more reciprocity built into it. And I look forward to working with clients or with uh, customers that are international customers mm-hmm. that maybe this model of how to do a design project can can be a little bit more of a launching point for reciprocity within these communities or within place. Yeah. Can you imagine Elvis Presley wearing a, one of your shirts? That would have been pretty cool. Huh? I, you know, I thought about that. <laughs> I, I I have this one picture in my head of um, uh, Jay-Z. He's at the, he's at the um, I guess, a soundboard. And his DJ, 
uh, at the time, this was back in the day, was A-Track, this guy A-Track, and he has one of our hats on, and it has the Ulevei Kilkaw print that I just talked about. And so for me, I was like, you know what? That's my Elvis moment right there. Right there. Like, to see something <laughs> that started in Kilkaw, yes. like yes. In, from a tree in my yard in Kilkaw, to go that far of a distance all the way to the... Uh, you could say the epicenter of uh, of pop culture at the time, so I th- I think that Elvis was definitely that at that time, and sure. he did his blue Hawaii thing that was cool, and I think that for us, how how can we bring a little bit of this homestead homestead soil a little bit farther? Wow, that picture must be worth a million bucks with Jay Z. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> to me awesome. at least, to me. I know there are probably many more cool stories that you folks have of of personalities, celebrities who who have wear your brand across their chest. Um, and that was one of the biggest reasons why men wore a lot of shirts is because of all these celebrities that, mm-hmm. that chose to wear this, uh, this material. And to think that it came from the Japanese immigrants who came here yeah. and, and the kimono wearing wahine who wanted to dress their men with similar looking shirts. Yeah. What, a, what a beautiful story that Hawaii has to share. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I think... Um, uh, I would also have to just say that, like, you know, when I saw the the impact of the narrative, especially our design narrative, when I saw the impact of that on our customers, that's what made me think. I was like, you know what? Why stop here? How about we do hotels? How about we do walls? How about we do airplanes? How about we do football team and whatever other projects that we've done over the past 20 years? Uh, yeah, next year I make 20 years at Sig Zane, which is mind-blowing to me. Uh, but I think that I think the essential, like, the, or the essence of Sig Zane was that idea of sharing our culture and making sure that we can educate. And I think that in the future, beyond just Aloha shirts, Aloha shirts will still be there. The staple's not going anywhere. But I think in this current time and as we move forward, how do we create these multiple avenues sure. of um, of both economic growth as well as at the same time cultural foundation? And, of course, reciprocity. Well, I tell you what, Kuhau, it was a pleasure talking story with you. Uh, you know, there's when you talk about Aloha shirts, you know, I, I have one more story to share. When I was at Hawaiian Telecom talking about uh, one of our executives who, who came in, and, and I was new to the, to, the, to the room, and my shirt was untucked. <laughs> so all of these executives, and they were all from the mainland at the time, they were all tucked in. Yeah. You know. So I walked in, and he said, hey, you untuck your law shirt? I said, yeah, it's okay. It's okay to untuck, but you got to make sure that you have the right one. Yeah. So the next day he came in untucked, you know, and because um, his, you know, he had, a, he had a little opu on him. So I said, hey, Brother Mac, that's how you do it. He goes, oh, feels so much more comfortable too. I, yeah. I'm getting a little old and the yeah. older that I get, the more I look like my dad. So right now, the only way you can tell us yeah, a part, especially in meetings, is he's tucked in, I'm untucked. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, thank you very much. Yeah. And I would be, I, I would have to just shout out uh, since it just happened yesterday. But I just graduated from that. Um, oh, commenced—that's the word that they wanted us to use. Uh, commenced from the uh, Omidyar Fellows. Congratulations! You know, it, it was it was a long journey because this was during COVID too. But um, I'll make it this as quick as possible. It was a 20, 28 month journey when it's usually supposed to be nine months. So it's been great to uh, be a part of this um, curriculum to be a part of this cohort, this group, yep. and the community and the forum of fellows that they have. But I'll just say this about Aloha Shirts. 
in the beginning of this cohort, I was wondering, what the hell am I doing here? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a high school failure, failure, and you know, I still, I'm still lazy on certain days too. Why am I around all of these high-powered individuals? And how did I even get into this cohort? At the end of this 28 months, and looking back, one of the biggest things that they've taught me is that. Each one of the people that they need or that they need to be connected to to make change all wear our Aloha shirts. And I realized that if, if I'm not bringing anything intellectual to the conversation, at least, at the very least, our Aloha, our Aloha shirts serve as a connective tissue of leadership. And I think that that's an opportunity to make good social impact. I love that. Well, your joy to listen to um, your fabric is is got a lot of manna, a lot of, of a lot of reach, and I, I'm very proud of you. And your dad should be as well. I know he is. And a shout out to mom as well, uh, who scoop up that pocket one day. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, thank you. Continued yeah. success oh, to you, mahalo. brother. Thank and you. thank you for all you do for PBS Hawaii as well. Yeah. We are greatly appreciative you're part of our family, our Ohana as well. Mahalo Nui for joining us, folks. Join us next time, next week, for another episode of What School You Went. Until next time. Mahalo. What School You Went is a PBS Hawaii production. Music by Taimane Garner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell your friends. You can find us on pbshawaii.org and everywhere you get your podcast.